about something. How many feel special today? Look at your neighbor and say, man, you are special. All right, I got a little commercial. Can I play a commercial? I'm sorry, this is a Discover commercial. But, man, I've heard this thing. You know how, how, how they'll, they'll be playing if you're trying to watch a ball game or something? You know, they're always playing. I thought, man, that's such a good commercial about, about who we are in Christ, actually. <laughs> so if you kind of bear with me, can you play that for me? Can you see what you're I'm talking about? You're such a good listener, Thomas. It makes oh, me feel so special. You are. You are special. If you don't mind, if you could just... This makes me feel really special, too, because, you know, Discover's giving me cash back on debit, not just credit. Actually, Discover gives cash back on debit to everyone. Everybody? Everyone. Buddy, if you could just... What about of... Debbie John? All those years that I couldn't find my bike, it was in her garage. Like, she gets it. If she has Discover cash back debit, then, yeah. I just like that. I, I like it when... I like it when there's something you did to get something, but I like it when it's just available for everybody. Amen? And that's kind of what I want to look at today. So, I don't know, in our app, we, we actually have our the notes that I'm going to be going from today. So, New Life Church uh, LH has our, our, uh, our notes in there. And if you'll notice up at the top, I, I was kind of pandering to our buyer uh, family here today. They raised goats. And so what I have here in the picture is this this black goat. Can anybody seeing this? And he and he's right in the middle of a whole bunch of white ones. He feels special. He feels special. And, and to some degree, this is how I, th I think for there to be an understanding uh, uh, of where God's going to take us in our lives, there needs to have this understanding of being special. What? Those are sheep. Oh, they're sheep. Wow. I re that's really special. Actually, they need a shepherd, right? And that's where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so during our fast, we've been looking at ha ha having God help us chart our course, right? And, and I just want to speak this over our congregation. I, I have a sense of this going on. You know, sometimes we want to hear God show up and say something in English for us, you know. <laughs> and, and sometimes he's just wanting us to get used to hearing his voice a little bit more. And for that to be the inspiration, we were, we were in a meeting just a couple days ago, and, and I said, you know what? What we're doing here is we're, we're allowing God to direct us just by sitting down here and talking about what we need to do. And, you know, we got some really cool things getting ready to go for Easter. We're going to have it outside in a community. We're going to have it outside. Man, this is going to really be a lot of fun. And, you know, I think these are God's directives that are going to, we don't know who's going to get touched. We don't know who's going to be able to see Jesus as a result of this. But sometimes his directive is not going to be something that's, that's, you know, writing on the wall or something. It's just becoming sensitive and, and, and believing on the inspiration that he's bringing up from the inside. Now, there will be those other things, but it should be a continuous thing. We should be able to have confidence in the things that we're, decisions we're making on a regular basis, that they're coming from God. Amen? And I just want to speak this over us, that, that there's going to be an effect of decisions we're making that are going to be God's effects. Amen? In our personal lives, in our church, and in the kingdom. Amen? 
Uh, but I want to speak to this, this understanding of who we are that we began to look at a little bit last week. That you're not going to go, it doesn't make any difference where you end up going if you never, if you don't get there knowing who you are when you get there. So one of the biggest things that needs to happen to us when we're hearing the voice of God is what he's saying about us. Who we are. So we went through it with detail last week. Matters where you are. What you're discovering when you're there. Right? And whether you're laying hold upon it, saying, that's mine. That's my identity. Right? Uh, and then how much you keep focused on that thing. How much diligence you give to it. You can't be lax. You can't just say, well, it's going to happen. No, you got to give yourself to it. Whatever that thing is, right? And, 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 and so God has something to say about it. So this is what took place in baptism today. When we became a new creation in Christ, something new began in us that needs development, just like our physical body and mind needs. And so that's what God wants to bring into our life. The more we get into the word, we, the more we get into his presence, he's going to reveal to us what happened when we went to the grave with Christ and rose up with him. Because he can't take us anywhere that's going to be a kingdom destination if we don't know who we are. So we have to know who we are, right? So I want to just delve into this a little bit today. And, and, and if that's true, then God's got a plan ahead of time. In fact, he, he was thinking about us way before he created everything else. His creation is so amazing. So let's look at Jeremiah 24, 7. This is a really cool passage, and, and there's a couple out of Jeremiah in 24, uh, that, that I want to look at here. That uh, it, it declares this, uh, this passion that God has for us that we need to get an understanding of. That God really cares about us today, right? I will give them hearts that recognize me as the Lord. Don't you like that? This is wonderful. I, we can't come up with these hearts on our own. Right? It's going to be an encounter with him. But what's he, he's not just saying, I'm going to change everything that they do. Now that has to happen. But what's, what's he saying here? Because that's what the Old Testament was mostly about. You've got to do all these kind of things to please me. You've got to fix your own righteousness or you can't come into my presence, right? But he says, no, <laughs> this is a wonderful prophecy. And he says, this is my passion. I want to change their hearts. Don't you like that? He says, I'm going to change their hearts. They will be my people and I will be their God. For they will return to me wholeheartedly. He's not even saying what they're going to do or not do, is he? He's just saying they're going to return to him. So this is a big part of God's plan, of his passion, is for him to be our God and for us to come to him wholeheartedly, right? Let's look at this next one because I think this is good too. How this passion can come to be then. So God has this vision. He has this declaration. He makes a proclamation. I want to have them come to me whole. I'll put a heart in them, right? Man, this is, this is talking about Christ, right? Jeremiah 31, 33. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days. He's already talking about a new covenant. He's talking about Jesus coming, right? He says, I will put my instructions deep within them. And I will write them on their hearts. 
I will be their God, and they will be my people. Now, there's something that wasn't talked about in the Old Testament, but Jesus started talking about it right away when he came along. He, he didn't just talk about God, did he? He talked about his Father. What changes with a God and a Father? And you don't hear this with other, with other religions, do you? You don't hear them talking about their God as a Father. Why? Because the difference is a Father has something to do with your identity. He's changing your inheritance. He's changing your DNA, right? So he's not referred to in the Old Testament yet by this, but I believe what God is saying, I want to be their father. Because what you don't change a heart without changing DNA, do you? No, the heart is what has to change. And you only change that, and we'll see, by a new birth. There has to be a dead to the old. That's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're dying with Christ in the grave, and we're coming alive to walk in newness of life, right? But I just want us to look at this. This is, the, this is God's passion. God's a not, he's not a dispassionate God. He's very passionate. And you know what else? He's very uh, jealous. Did you know that God is jealous? <laughs> this is why he likes fasting time, too. Man. That belly of yours, it's your God. I'm jealous. I want to be your God. Right? That's what he's saying here. He's saying, I'm going to put something new inside of them. I'm going to instruct them from the inside rather than from the outside. Isn't that so good? Isn't he a good father? <laughs> All right. Let's look at, at Ephesians 2, 4 then. For the, the fulfilling of his prophecy as us in Christ the forever praise of his grace and kindness. So what I'm talking about here is we became the fulfillment of that Jeremiah prophecy. We are it. Does that make you feel special? I feel kind of special. Now look what he says about this. Though. He says when we, when we participate in this, when we, when we say God's passion is going to become who I am, now, we're born again. Again, we're born again. We've become a new creation in Christ. But we're a new creation is babies. We're, we're needing to develop. To really be what we're going to see here in this passage, there's going to need that development, that perfection that we come to, right? Ephesians 2, 4. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so Aren't you glad for his mercy? What does his mercy do? It puts up with us until we grow up. How many merciful parents do we have here today? How much have you put up with? Why do we put up with this stuff? Especially if their kids are here, they're not wanting to amen too loud, right? <laughs> I'm going right down the parent lane today because... Well, because there's an understanding of mercy in God, right? That, 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 that why do we put up with that? Why don't we just kick them out of the house when they first say no? Because we love them, right? And we believe that they're going to come around someday. And doesn't that feel good when they do? Has it yet? <laughs> we still believe. We believe in them, right? We believe they're going to come around, right? And that's how God is with us. He's, oh, let's just read this again. He's not just, he's not poor in mercy. If we are merciful at all, 
he is rich in mercy. Can you see this? And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. When he raised Christ from the dead, it is only by grace that you have been saved. That means it's only God's mercy and his love and his belief in us. And what that does is it causes power to be in, in us. That's what grace is. It's like power that we can't come up with ourselves, right? So this is something that is not a one-time event. It's an eternal progression that he wants to call us into. He's in all the time. He's Here's, here's, here's what happens in, in Christianity a lot of times. And I think we get a bad name for this. We start to discover some things that you can do right, and we become condemning of somebody that doesn't do them. You know what I mean? Or, or, or we make it feel like until you get to this level, God's not going to like you as much as he likes me. You know? <laughs> and here's what I like about that black sheep. In the, in the, we are all special. None of us are left out, no matter how bad we're living right now. Here, here's the, the thing. Just because we're, we just did a fast. We just spent a lot of time with God, and, you know, it, it was just heavenly. We were lifted up into the heavens. You know what? I am no closer to him than the person that's never asked me, right, as far as the blood of Jesus and the way God looks at us. He looks at him with just as much favor as me. What, it says it right here, right? While we were dead in sin, how much mercy, how much grace, how special are we? Amen? Man, just point at yourself and say, I must be special. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Four, I'm going to go to verse six now. For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ. And seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. How important, if we're going to act like who we actually are, is it to understand that he's done this in us in Christ? Amen? Man, as, as, as much as we are saved from sin, as much as we've sa we're saved from from bondage and those kind of things, when we get saved, those things are still sitting around. They still, they still like to identify us. We're used to seeing ourselves in that light. You know what I mean? And what is he saying? He's saying, in actuality, you've been lifted up right by my side in heavenly places. For you to act like you're at the side of the master in heavenly places, you have to get some revelation, don't you? That's part of that grace thing. His mercy and his love. He says, man, if they could only see what happened to them in Christ, they could not see themselves underneath stuff anymore. That what, what the enemy always wants to do is to make us feel like we're having to try to somehow get somewhere. I'm trying to believe God for something that's beyond me now. And he said, no, you're already there. You're already there. You're already seated with me in heavenly places in Christ. Amen? And what it does is makes your heart open up to a God that can do this. I, I'll tell you what, I, I just want to more and more in, in these times that I do spend with him is just 
say, God, I am just so impressed by your presence, by your love for me. Just savor these things that we have in here. Amen? How, how dishonoring it can be to just disregard him for other things in our life. You know? <laughs> Especially when this life is going to be over before we know it and all these things are worthless. Right? How much better to take eternity that we have in the presence of God. But he said, we're already these things right now. He said, God, I don't understand that completely right now, but I ask you to give me revelation of that. You know, when we come to him like that, he will. And this is the most important thing that we'll get in God. It's not, a, it's, it's not that more than enough thing. I want to make this the more than enough thing that I'm going to God for. Because it doesn't matter if you get your bills paid, if you get, if you're, even you're blessing somebody else, if you never get the revelation of who you are in Christ, that other stuff will not matter. Because you can't go to the destination that God has for you in your life with never knowing who you are when you get there. It doesn't help to, to even arrive in a, in a position of ministry if you're not representing him. Right? And you can't represent him if you don't know that he's in you. Amen? All right. Titus 3, 4. Are you blessed this morning? This is going to be quick and it's going to be good. Right? And we're, get, we're, we're, we're getting revelation of who we are. And it's a well that's far greater than anything else. Amen? More than enough. Amen. That's the revelation God's going to give me. It's going to be more than enough to, to, for what I need. If we can see this. Amen. Titus 3, 4. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness. Now, this is the thing. This is part of the revelation. Is there's nothing I can do that will affect this at all. Nothing good that I can do. Don't you like this? This isn't religion, is it? This is, this is fulfillment of Jeremiah. I will write it in their heart. I will change who they are. Amen? And now what they do is going to be coming out of their heart. It's, it's not something they're trying to do. Because it's not by works of righteousness that we can do. But according to his mercy, he saved us. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit... Whom he poured out on us abundantly. Don't you like that? Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now, here's the cool thing about this. This, this becomes an identity thing. That in Christ, the old died so that I can become a part of a new family. It's It's... I'm a new creation. How many are a new creation in Christ this morning? Amen? What does that mean? Now I have another family. When I, 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 my dad was a pastor, and uh, we always called each other brother and sister. You ever done that? Brother and sister. In fact, they never called him pastor. They just called him Brother, brother Bill. Right? Um, why? That's it's, it's like, remember what Jesus said, uh, you know, he was, he was ministering there, and, and they came to him, and they said, uh, hey, Jesus, uh, your, your mom and your brother's out here. Remember? And he said, you know what? If you're, if you're in the family of God, you're my brother and my sister. 
right? He's introducing this, this inheritance here. This, if, if you're my brother and you're my sister, that means, you know, my, my, my father just passed away this last, last fall. And um, my brothers, <laughs> my brother and my sisters, we get together and we have to figure out what to do. Because there's an inheritance. Now, it's not anything like this. <laughs> but there's something we have to figure out, and we're all in it together. Right? Unless it's designated otherwise. But, but what's really cool about in Christ, it's not. Sometimes we, we can think about David, or we can think about Moses, and we think, oh, man, that guy's getting messed up. He just did. And no. We're all the same. Right? Paul. Man, Paul's really got to have him a mansion. He said, I could prepare a way, uh, a place for you. Amen? That's what he's saying. He's saying, he's, he, what's happening to us is, is, is not just an identity, but it's everything that comes with that identity. There's an inheritance. That means there's other things that I, that I but what does a good good does it do to have an inheritance if you never access it right it can be sitting there and you can say i got a great uh, inheritance and if you never know about it first of all but then you never access it it doesn't matter how much it is you've never done anything with it what does it say this is already who we are oh we're already seated we're already a child. He's our Father God. He's passionate about us. We don't have to worry about God not liking us for some reason. No, He's rich in mercy. He's rich in love. He's poured it out on us abundantly, right? And that means that there's one thing missing. Our understanding of it and our walk with it. Is that right? Man, how critical is this? You don't get anywhere without knowing who you are. Amen? So what does it take for this? And it does require something on our part. And this is how precious this is, what we're doing even right now. We're not just talking about God right now. He's talking to us. Amen? And we have to see it that way. I, I, I know I'm this, this person, however you perceive me, but something other than me talking is taking place right now. I believe if you voice of God is speaking right now. And if you know the Lord, it's bearing witness with your spirit. Amen? Because he's come to be our instructor on the inside. And if you don't know, you're becoming exposed to good news. That you don't have to be bound in darkness. You don't have to die. You don't have to perish. You can have eternal life. But what does it look like? Because it doesn't do any good to sign on a card if you don't do anything with the new life that you get in Christ. And this is why, man, I, I, I'm so, so happy about being able to baptize today. But it's kind of like what I was speaking to, to uh, Jason. It's what happens when we become moms. It is a real declaration. Amen? It's how we walk. We raised from him from the grave so that we can walk in newness of life. Not just have an event. Oh, it's so easy to have an encounter. It's so wonderful, like Jackson did. Have somebody pray for you and you feel the presence of God. Oh, 
but it's the opening of a window into a life with God. Remember what happened to uh, uh, Samuel? Oh, he's trying to get a good night's rest. Somebody keeps talking to him. He goes into Levi. rest here. <laughs> he says, just go back and say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Man, God wants that, doesn't he? He's always talking to us, but he's wanting us to respond. And this is the key. God is talking to all of us today. He wants us to talk to him back. He wants to call on his name. Amen? Romans 10, 12. And that's the only, re that's the only requirement. We don't have to clean ourselves up. We don't have to quit thinking bad thoughts. We don't have to start doing something. You know, we gave today, but you don't have to give. He doesn't require any of that for us to, to access him. <laughs> what I like about this is God loves us just the way we are, and he, he loves us so much that he won't leave us the way we are if we come to him. Isn't that good? Because I don't want to stay the same. I want to grow. Amen? Romans 10, 12. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. What's he saying? It doesn't matter whether you're a black sheep or a white sheep. A she-sheep or a he-sheep. Right? Doesn't matter where you're from. For the same Lord. That didn't come out wrong, did it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was worried when I started down that road. <laughs> I don't want to say a cuss word or something accidentally. Uh, for the same Lord over all is rich to all. Can you say, I'm part of the all? That, me, that means me. Can you say, that means me? That means I'm special. That means God's rich to me. Amen. For whoever... Calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What does save mean? Well, that means you don't have to go to hell. No, it means anything in your life. Anything, any inheritance that God has provided, you don't have to do without. You don't have to be worried about this or that. Don't you like this? I like this song, uh, If He Dresses the Sparrow. Oh, the lilies. If He Dresses the Sillies. Uh, if he dresses the lilies, he watches over. Ah. Y'all hear that? All right. You sang it, so you know what I'm talking about. But Jesus talked about that, right? If he can take care of, of, of the things in nature, man, he, he will more than take care of us, right? In fact, he says, I've already done this in Christ. So what, what is it for us? We have to call on his name. What is his name? It's his fame, isn't it? It's, it's, it's what he's capable of. When you talk about the name of Coca-Cola, you know, what does that mean? Well, it means you like to drink their drink. It, and they're, they're, they've established a, a, a presence in the world, right? It's, when we start to call on the name of the Lord, what are, we, what are we referring to? We're referring to his very nature, his ability, what he's going to do. When we pray in the name of Christ, it's not me just praying right now. It's, it's him. He's in me. When I pray, he's praying. Can you see that? So what do we need to do? We're going to have to call on the name of the Lord, right? We have, and I believe, you know, I'm speaking to a bunch of callers. Right? 
We all have phones, right? We know how to call. <laughs> right? All right. So, to become his new covenant, though, we must rise with him. So there's a necessity, and we spoke to this already, that, that what we've done today, there's a need to rise. And, I, and that's what's so precious when I hear these people say, this is what I'm wanting to do. But that, that I'm making a decision today. I'm going to rise from where I was. I'm not going to be limited by that anymore. You know, when we're repenting from sin, it's not some, some terrible thing that it's like a big cutting away that really hurts. Like, oh, man, I wish, wish I could still do that, but I can't, I guess, because I have to. No, it's not that. Right? What it is, is all of that stuff is a weight that's keeping you from soaring like an eagle. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're saying, no. What I'm doing is I'm turning. That's what repenting is, is I'm turning from that to this. And it's so much better. Amen? Romans 6, 4. For we died and were buried. buried. How? With Christ. This is a revelation that Paul had. Do you know that the rest of the... Uh, Disciples, they said, man, that Paul, he's coming up with some really weird stuff. It's like farmed out. He's just like, my, he's blowing my mind. And you know, that's exactly what has to happen. We have to get out of the, the realm of what we can figure out. And we have to say, I'm going to receive this reality. Because it's a spiritual reality. It's not just something I can wrap my mind around. Amen? Although your mind has to get exposed to it. That's how you discover, right? And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Well, let me read that again. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Just, just like when I came out of my mom. I was given the opportunity to live a life on this earth. Everything that happened after that is what determines how my life would be lived. Is that right? Same thing for us as, as new Christians. If we don't develop, if we don't grow, we're not rising. We have to choose that. We have to choose that life. Amen? All right. All right. Are you good? Romans 8, 11. The spirit that raised has come to rise us. Ah, this is a cool idea. Are you good with this? All right. So what are we doing? This isn't something that we take on as another weight. This is a thing that we allow to happen from the inside. The spirit's come to live on the inside. He's come to rise. Remember what happened in Jeremiah? He said, I am going to write on the stones. Don't you like that? Paul refers to this. He says, you are our epistles written. You're, you're, you're the demonstration of the reality of Christ by your walking. Okay. All right. Let me. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Huh. So what happens is when we, when we turn, when we actually rise with him, we're not just rising in our own strength, in our own determination, in our own uh, resolutions. <laughs> it's not just New Year's resolutions that we're giving ourselves to. What we're doing is we're, we're rising to release 
the life of God that's already on the inside. Can you see that? And what that does is it begins to, man, we spoke about this on a Wednesday one time, that this is, that the, the Spirit will impact, it will transform the flesh if you allow it to rise. And this is a reality that we have in Christ, is that the Spirit has come to be on the inside, that we become one with Christ. And when we yield to that life, it begins to affect our life. Amen? And those things in our bodies that would try to, most of the, most of the things in our flesh are, are what get us down. You know? Temptations, cravings, it's all in this silly body of ours, right? And it's like, it just wants to dominate us. <laughs> and, and it's fun while we're doing it, right? It's, man, it's like I was talking to Levi. Levi, he, he kind of hung in with me on on. The type of fast that we kind of went through, and it's, it's like, man, I'm scared to go back to the, <laughs> because, because we get just so used to just doing whatever, you know. And here's what the Spirit, and this is why it's good to have these times, is what it does is it allows the Spirit to come up and start to say, I would like to guide your whole body, your whole being, into a way, because do you know what this being is? This isn't, just, this isn't just for me to consume upon whatever I want. This is, this is my earth suit, right? This is what I get to wear while I'm on this earth. But you know what it really is? What it's come to be? What, it, what do we, we, we just say, who, who's living in here? Jesus. We've become one, haven't we? So that, now this body isn't just mine to do whatever I want to with it, right? It's become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And to the degree that I honor it as the temple, the occupant will have his way to do what he wants to through my body. Did you know that God's not going to take us anywhere? He's not going to minister through us. He's not going to do anything with us without our bodies. Right? And he said, when the Spirit comes, he's going to quicken your body. He's going to make it the way it needs to be. And I was talking with Stephen and Levi. I started doing this cold plunge thing. My wife went ahead and bought one. I was looking at one. I was thinking, man, it's like I hear it's good stuff, you know. Man, I'm scared. I'm super scared. And so Stephen tells me I'm supposed to be sick this minute. And... Um, yeah, Jason's shaking his head. I, don't know, I actually go Google it, and you only have to do like three minutes, I guess, you know. But, hey, you're not going to tell me I can't do something. <laughs> so I put a couple of bags of ice in there that first night, and it's like I get my phone out, and I got a game going on. So <laughs> think about something else, you know. And, and uh, what, what, what's kind of, I was going to say kind of cool. No, it, it is cool. It is cool. <laughs> yeah, no pun needed there. It, 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 was, it was cold. Um, but I went six minutes, you know, and of course it wasn't 32 degrees or anything like that, but, but it was pretty cold. And, and, and what happens is you, you kind of get adapted to it a little bit. You get numb, and it kind of goes by. 
and then you can't get out. No. <laughs> but, but what's interesting is it, it, it has a positive effect when you deny your body and, and, and you make it do certain things. It actually begins to, to do these things that they herald that it's supposed to do. Uh, when you put it under and when you and when you say, no, this is what I'm going to do, and there's, there's a positive effect that comes from that, right? What is it? Actually, there's clarity to your mind. It helps your joints. It helps your hormones, uh, metabolism. Yeah, they say 385. Yeah, the fat just says, hey, if you're going to do this, I'm leaving. <laughs> and you go, deal. <laughs> We're staying. <laughs> All right. I, I must move on. All right. Man, I was actually going somewhere really good with that, but I might. Oh, I'm denying my flesh. Okay. Anyway. All right. All right. Let's go to Second Timothy. The expectation of all those who love his appearing. So what this does for us, and we were talking about this, charting a course. What, what is God's course going to be? And, and this is what, man, I, I, I wrote about this on, on our last day. We, we've had a, a blog going for our, our, um, our fast. Um, and, and I was uh, I, I was so impressed with how we're going to go through stuff. We're going to have challenges. You know, we aneurysms. You know, we have, we have things that, that, that are you're not expecting, and, and, and people treat you wrong. You get rejection, and you've got losses and everything else. But it's kind of like, like we're on this journey that um, as long as you keep the right destination in sight, you won't get hung up on any of those waypoints anymore. You won't get stuck there. Because what the enemy wants to do is to have, uh, I think Mark talked about this, don't let your experience become your identity. And, and that's, that's what the enemy wants to do is, is to make it to where what we're going through becomes the place that we stay. And here's what God wants to do in us. When we take on this identity of Christ and, and, he's, and we have our inheritance in him, now this earth is not anything in this earth is not my destination. I'm going somewhere else. And because I'm going somewhere else, I will go through this. Can you see that? 2 Timothy 4.8. Finally, and everybody says, amen, finally, all right. I'm just kidding. There's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all, and this is kind of what I liked about this, it means all. Whenever it says all, does that not make you feel special? <laughs> you know, you would think all would kind of make you feel not special, but when it comes to being in Christ, I get to be a part of the all. Can you see that? And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. This is where we have to choose today who we're going to serve, 
right? Who are going to love? Oh, there's an opportunity in God to not just uh, be worried about what he thinks about us or to be worried about what we're doing, but for us to delight in him. Because when we delight, when we what, what, what happens is our heart is being moved, it's being formed, it's being driven by more than just a bunch of dictates. It's being drawn to the reality of who he is. And who he, who is he? Let's go back to Jeremiah. He's passionate about being our Father God and for us being his children. Amen? I'll tell you what, there's an opportunity in that revelation alone for there to be a writing on our hearts every day. How many write? They, they sit, that's another thing. Besides cold plunging, you're supposed to write things. Right? How many do that? I've, I've got this little app, and I like putting on my... <laughs> she didn't know the password, though. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I like to just write and allow the waypoints I'm going through to be what they are that always redirect to where I'm going. Does that make sense? Right? And in the process of that, redirect my focus to the one that's taking me there. To savor his presence. Amen? Because here's where you're going to go is where your heart wants to go. And you have something to do with setting your heart. Every time we're choosing to delight in something else in our life, you know why God doesn't like that? You know why sin is a problem for God? Because it's us setting our heart on something else. And when it's set on something else, it can't be set on him. Can you see that? And if we want the destination that he's wanting to, us to go to and to not get hung up on the waypoints, our heart is going to be the determining factor. He will carry us through. His grace will carry us through. And what does it say? For who, who, does want, who, who experiences that? Those all. Don't you like that? All. That means I get in on this, and all I have to do is love his appearing. When, when does he appear? Every time I look to him. Every time I call on him. Is that right? This is something to grow in, isn't it? I don't want to be a child anymore. I would like to consider myself a child, though, because that allows me to grow. Amen? What does Jesus say about that? He says, you have to come to him as a child. What does a child do? They, they don't assume to know things. Not until they get to, what is it, middle school? Or then they know everything and you don't know. Uh, Braden's gotten into this already. He's telling me, I, I'm on my phone doing something. He says, oh, Poppy, don't do that. It's like, you know more than I do now? I get that. But the little ones, they're ready to learn, right? They're their hearts are open to learn. That's why, that's it. Oh, let's do this today. Can we just do that? God, God, I'm coming to you as a child. I'm coming to you. Show me who I am. 
I'm coming to you as my father. Amen. Reveal to me what you've made me to be in Christ. Oh, and don't let it just be little. Uh, uh, don't let me be satisfied with just one thing. Help me to be open to everything.